0: Hello, out there in podcast land, and welcome to Caregiving is a Ministry, where we do what? We look at the Word of God through the lens of caregiving. Don't forget to follow me on Facebook at Caregiving is a Ministry, all one word. We are on the very last of the element of the fruit of the Spirit, self control. Self control. And today, our scripture comes from the book of Romans, the seventh chapter and the 18th verse. The New American Standard Bible reads, For I know that good does not dwell in me, that is, in my flesh. For the willing is present in me, but the doing of the good is not. For the good that I want, I do not do, but I practice the very evil that I do not want. But if I do the very thing I do not want, I'm no longer the one doing it but sin that dwells within me. The message reads, but I need something more, for if I know the law but still can't keep it, and if the power of sin within me keeps sabotaging my best intentions, I obviously need help. I realize that I don't have what it takes. I can will it, but I can't do it. I decide to do good, but I don't really do it. I decide not to do bad, but then I do it anyway. My decisions, such as they are, don't result in actions. Something has gone wrong deep within me and gets the better of me every time. Wow, doesn't the message version just really sum it all up? At least it does for me. I think this is gonna be a rich exploration for us as to why we give pushback. Why we give the pushback that we do. Our flesh is sinful. It's sinful in in nature, and if you will, it wars against all of the elements of the fruit of the Spirit that we've studied. It wars against love. It wars against joy. It wars against walking in patience. But I don't want you to think that um, we can use that as an excuse. And I don't think the scripture is using it as an excuse. It's just the starting off, off point to tell us that it's something that is really rooted deep within us. I want us to be real honest as we go through this particular element. Because if you don't, then you'll never be able to master self. Which is what <laughs> this is, right? Mastering us. Learning how to master you notice that this is the very last of the fruit of the, of the elements of the fruit of the spirit and once again that is not by coincidence because for us the believer there is never never anything that is coincidence nope everything is divinely placed today we clearly see that mastering self-control is going to be a challenge <laughs> our beloved apostle Paul even confesses that he struggles with it Right. If Paul struggles with it, then there should be no surprise that we're going to be struggling with it as well. I mean, come on. (laughs) We are um, born into this through sin. We have a rebellious spirit and it just pushes against it pushes against authority it pushes against the status quo and sometimes that can be a good thing it pushes against conformity it pushes against harmony it just pushes and pushes and pushes sometimes just for the just for the sake of pushing for those of you who have children especially if you have more than one you can attest to the rebellious spirit right you can see it in your children from the moment that they're born at times and the frustration that you feel and trying to help them see that what you're asking them to do is really for their good. And if they just trust you, everything would be all right. God is the same with us. The thing is we push prior to coming home to Him and recognizing Him as our Lord and Savior. And then we continue to push against Him even after we've surrendered to Him as, as Lord now it may not be an intentional act of pushing you know and, and and i'm using pushing in in place of being sinful going against what god has for us but it may not be intentional as i said but what i hope the holy spirit will reveal to us is that you know as we dissect the element of self control is that it's deep within us and we're going to need help in order to w- overcome something that has been placed deep inside of us that we would consider natural, because now we're new creatures. And so we need to be intentional with not doing what is normally natural for us. I don't know how many of you have heard of the phrase um, that was made famous years, years ago by an actor named Flip Wilson. He, he portrayed this character, and I forgot what the character's name was, Geraldine, I believe it was. Um, and sometimes she would do something, when she would do something that was kind of cheeky, she'd say, the devil made me do it. And I recall the very first time I heard that, I was watching watching the TV show, The Flip Wilson Show, with my mom and dad. And I was probably eight or nine years old. And when that character said that, the devil made me do it, my dad, my mom, and I broke out in a hearty laughter. I mean, we were rolling. And just the way she would say, the devil made me do it. And that saying became a mantra for folks when they did something that they got caught at, to be honest with you. And yes, while it was very funny, it wasn't really accurate. However, I've heard in the body of Christ that we sometimes use an excuse of placing what goes wrong as it's the devil's fault. And I don't want to spend a whole lot of time on the enemy because I'd rather talk about Jesus. But there's some things that I want you to understand about who the devil really is. He's not all-knowing. He can't be everywhere at the same time. He has helpers. And remember, the, the Bible says that we war against, not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, which is like a state or a kingdom, anything that has a ruler over it, powers, rulers of darkness, spiritual wickedness, and high places. All of these speak to a force or a power that has infiltrated a, a system of rule. Not what we see in the movies of demons spitting green slime, but of a dark way of being and doing. Think of slavery. Think of the Holocaust, Rwanda, sex trafficking, as examples of spiritual wickedness in high places, pornography as a system where darkness rules. Those are the things that we war against, and, and that's the evil that the enemy is directly behind. And while he may have minions cultivating that, he didn't he didn't make you, you know, rob the bank. <laughs> when you see and you look at the enemy from these, this lens you you see that yeah he didn't he didn't make you rob the bank the devil didn't make you do it no you robbed the bank because that's what you wanted to do that was the sin nature that is in you pure and simple now we can get into why you wanted to do that much later but the devil probably didn't make you do anything but he will support you in doing that. Anything that you do that goes against what God has for you the devil is sitting on the sidelines applauding it and that shouldn't surprise you. Sometimes the devil does orchestrate things But nine times out of ten, he doesn't have to because we're too busy pushing, pushing, pushing against what God has for us. And so the devil is like, I don't even have to worry about Susie or or Janet or Bill because they're doing a good job of going against God already. I can go turn my attention to someone else. All because God gave us free will. He gave us free will. He gave us the power to choose. And he urges us. choose him. And it's not just to choose him and accepting him as Savior. That's the first step. But if we walk in self control, then we must choose him every day with all of the decisions and everything that we do. To choose to walk in the fruit of the spirit, to choose to be on time for work, to choose to be a loving spouse, to choose not to eat that donut at nine o'clock at night. That was me a couple of times. To choose to place exercise on your schedule and stick to it. Choices. We have to choose to do that. We have to choose to be in self-control. I recall hearing an evangelist say that self-control wasn't God's responsibility. That's why it's self in front of control. Otherwise, it would be God control. But you know, this scripture tells us that most assuredly, we will need help. Because that rebellion, that sin is deep within us. And it's only by our surrendering to everything that we can learn to subdue it day by day. Here's when you need to be to be honest. Is there something that you've just seemed to have no self-control over? Not talking about anybody else that you know, talking about you, where you lack self-control, where you have failed to master it, where it has become a detriment to you, and you know it drinking, smoking, gossiping, shopping, I like to shop, anything that you overindulge with, TV perhaps, I don't know, something that you know that you need to rein in, it could be something that some folks would think, not that serious, but for you it is, Maybe you're really weak when it comes to potato chips. I have a cousin, he's so funny. He's like, oh, I can't have potato chips. I can't have them in the house. Because he's like, you know, the Lay's potato chip commercial. It used to be, you just can't have one, you will eat them all. So he doesn't keep chips in the house. Cool. Chips isn't my problem, but they're his. <laughs> Understand. I also recall another televangelist who confessed that he had been addicted to pornographer. pornography. Sorry. He asked his wife to hold him accountable, and then in addition to to trying to walk in this self-control, he traveled all over the place. What he would do is he would call the hotel ahead of time, and he would have them remove the TV from his room. Now, some of you may think that is a bit extreme, but... For those of you who are younger, (laughs) you don't know this, but for us old folks, you know, before we had the cell phones and the internet and all that other kind of stuff, when you would go to a hotel, there would be a TV there and they would have all of these channels. And some of the channels were quote unquote adult channels, which was cold because what it meant was or translated into or that women would be naked and they'd be exploited. Right? It was on the TV. And so what? whereas in your home, you could not pay for that cable channel, when you go to hotels, they most assuredly would have those channels. And so he would have them take the TV out. I appreciated him for his transparency, just like I appreciate Paul for his transparency. We all struggle with something because it's deep within us. Where is your area that you struggle That the enemy has been beating you up with, making you feel as if God is displeased with you and there is no hope. Newsflash. Jesus is our hope. And he always will be. We're Christians. We're his daughters and sons. He loves us. And he knows that we have this deep-rooted sin within us. That's why he came in the first place. And he knows that we're going to struggle with it every day. That's why he gave us the Holy Spirit and that's why he's given us these scriptures that we're going to study. Today I want you to confess whatever it is whatever it is that uh, is holding you down that you seem to just can't get on the other side of and ask him to help you. Remember God would never leave you to do anything on your own. He'll never leave us or forsake us because he knows that We're not going to get it right all on our own. He needs to help us. We could never live up to his standards without him coming and doing what he did. So he's not going to leave us alone now. He's always there, lending us a hand. Always. Even when it comes to um, asking us to master self-control. Our discovery of se- while we are learning our discovery of self-control we're going to I want us to use the scripture kind of as our foundation for us to remember that this is something that is rooted deep within us and that it is going to be a struggle but that uh God is here to give us help hearts and minds clear let's go before our loving father holy God <laughs> thank you for just being who you are For not only being in the details of our lives, Lord, but for orchestrating things such that we can always come to you, no matter what it is, that you aren't angry with us, that you aren't so mad with us that you're withholding your love from us, none of that. All those things that the enemy tries to use against us and tell us when we fall, none of that is true. Because the truth of the matter is you love us and there isn't anything that we do that ever takes you by surprise. And so as we begin, Lord, our study on self-control, we come to you and ask you to allow us to be transparent with you. Now granted, we know you know our hearts, but you want us to know what's in our hearts. And so you want us to come to you and confess that very thing that we have a a hard time mastering. That the enemy has told us is hindering us from you. We confess that to you this day. We ask, Father, that you show us and help us to put things in place in our life that will keep us accountable to you so that we will learn how to master whatever this is. But always be willing to give the glory and the honor of when we do master it to you. Not allowing it to hinder us from our walk that you have placed before us. Not allowing it to hinder us from caregiving, not allowing us to use caregiving as an excuse for doing it. But just to give it to you so you can help us put it under our feet, so to speak. To get it at a manageable manageable le- le- level so that that will no longer be an issue. We love you. But more importantly, we thank you for loving us. Bless each and every person who is listening to this podcast. Help them to not be ashamed of what they may be going through, of the addiction that they may be facing. I thank you right now for the help that you're going to send them and for the revelation that you're going to give us as we continue to investigate how to walk in self-control. Thank you for protecting us, for providing for us. We love you and we praise you in the name that is above every name. Jesus, our Christ. Amen. We're going to have a good time as we investigate self-control. So get ready. You have a great day and minister the act of caregiving in the name of Jesus. Bye.